1: Now, the biggest stories, overloading the line. line, a bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station.
0: Back into the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to hop into the Blitz, which, of course, is always presented to you by Sissy's Log Cabin. Connor, what you got for me?
2: The Grizzlies just won their first game against the Blazers on Sunday, 112-100. It was the first game back for Santi Aldama, and the first game is a Grizzly for Bismack Biambo. We know it's still a tough situation, but in your opinion, what is the best Grizzly starting lineup, and what is the best closing lineup until Ja returns?
0: All right, now starting lineup, and listen, I don't know if there's any overly great answers. We know that they're dealing with a bear cupboard. Brandon Clark, Steven Adams are going to be out for the year, and they're still going to have to deal with with a lot of injuries along the way. I'm sure there's going to be guys out here and there, and it'll change what Taylor Jenkins runs out there. But starting with the starting lineup, I I think it's very simple. Um, Bismack Biombo showed me exactly what I needed to see from him to be able to have trust in him to play extended minutes and be with that starting lineup. I love Xavier Tillman, and this is not a shot against Xavier Tillman by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not a rim protector like Bismack Biombo. He doesn't provide the same sort of freedom to Jaron Jackson Jr. that Bismack Biembo did in just his one game. Eight, eight points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. Right, He can be a rim protector, and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the defensive end can start to move around a little bit more. And also, on the offensive end, Jaron can do a little bit more without having to be a guy who's being the screen assister, if you will. Biz can do that. So I think the starting lineup for me, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Z. Because Z is in there, and I, you know, you see what you have. I think he's played okay so far this year. Um, there's been I a think level. Been of, good. There's been, been a good. level of consistency that we haven't seen at least since his his, his rookie year. And then Jaron and Bismack Biombo. I think that needs to be your starting lineup. Now, other people would say, okay, I think you need to stagger the minutes between Bismack Biombo and Jaron. I think you can still stagger him and figure out a way if you're Taylor Jenkins to move guys in and out of the lineup and keep one of those guys on the floor. At all times, like I think you can do that even if you start Bismack Biyombo because I think that's the biggest argument to this point of not starting Bismack Biyombo to sort of bring him off the bench, let X start, and then have Biz or Jaron on the floor at all times, or like one of them on the floor at all times. I think you can still do that if you start him, and I think you start off better, and I think you you, you free up Marcus Smart on the offensive end, you free up Desmond Bain on the offensive end, they can create better with Biz Mac Miambo setting screens to start the game, and you don't dig yourself any type of hole at all. And I understand that there's been issues. The biggest issue with this team so far this year is they've been okay with the starters, then you bring in the second unit, and they have stunk on ice, quite frankly. But I think that that's that's the best way forward. Smart, Bain, Z, Jaron, Biz. I think that's what you need to go with as a starting lineup. I agree
2: 100%. To be quite honest, I, I actually think that's the only option right now after you saw what Bismack Biombo can give you in that first game. And Xavier Tillman, you know, I still think is a very good basketball player, and he's going to be a reserve for the Grizzlies. But him being a reserve now coming off the bench, it just makes that bench unit, which was terrible it, in the first few games, that bench unit with Santi, Luke, up and Xavier Tillman and Roddy you got something there is it perfect no is it is it a great bench no it's an okay bench and I'll take an okay bench for now they can make stuff happen I like having Luke having his shooting coming off the bench you can get him in there against the the other team's reserves their reserve defenses maybe he'll get some open shots so I think right now this is the starting lineup that makes the most sense for the Grizzlies now I do feel though that you have a different closing lineup
0: yeah than the I starters. do but I think it's it's subject to – it's subject to it's sort of game dependent. plan, matchup dependent. And I think it, the matchups, to me, have to do – like the one The one issue I have, I have sort of a slash on this. I think there's two separate lineups you could roll with. And it depends on how big the other team is, how big they play, how well they rebound, that type of thing. But for the finishing lineup, I have Smart, Bane, Luke for the shooting. Yeah. You need a big three. You need to put them away. You need to come back. There's Luke for you, um, your best shooter, arguably, on the team, and he's finally back. The four for six made me feel pretty good about him the other night. And then I have Jaron and, and matchup dependent. Listen, matchup dependent. I think one lineup, those four and Santi. One lineup because we've seen Santi and Jaron and the offense that they can produce – we see what Santi did even in the in the one game against the Blazers. Only seven points. But at the same time, watching those bigs try to reel and play on the perimeter, Robert Williams had to step out to Santi. And Santi attacks closeouts like it's no one's – like. Uh, He's it's aggressive. Ridiculous. He's, He's aggr- aggressive. He will pump fake you to death and get <laughs> off the Santi bounce, did. and he can do that. And he can do that. The, I, I think it creates a matchup nightmare for an opposing team's big when you have Jaren and Santi in the game at the same time. Now – if it's a big team, you're not as worried about shooting. You're not as you know if if you're not as worried about um, sort of the offensive side of it. I think Bismack could be in a closing lineup, more rim protection. You free up Jaron to be more of a roamer on the defensive end. Um, you you can uh, get to uh, sort of the high pick and roll. Get Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain involved at the end of the game. Go create uh, when you need a tough bucket. So I think it's matchup dependent, but the finishing lineup I think you you take out Z, you put in Luke for the shooting.
2: I agree. I agree. So basically, you you, you have two different versions of the closing lineup.
0: Yes, the four is established. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So smart, it's
2: Smart, Bane, Luke, Luke Jaren. 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 Established. And the only differences there. are Santi or Bismack Biombo. And I agree with that. Those would be the two. Because I wouldn't want I, would I wouldn't
0: want Santi in there dealing with you know. Massive bigs that well, can out like re- you, you said, don't want to get out like, rebounded do you, you don't want you don't want the offensive boards to get attacked late in the game by other te- uh, right. other teams well, that are really good at rebounding and attacking the offensive boards and that's why you would bring biz in that situation but if you're not all that worried about that I think Santi and Jaron on the floor at the same time I like that lineup I, I really do and I think most people do I I absolutely do I
2: absolutely do it basically comes down to do you need defense or do you want offense yes you got you got a defensive Closing lineup, you have an offensive closing lineup. One of them has Santi. one of them has Big MacPiama. I'm totally fine with that moving forward. I think that that makes a lot of sense. The good news is, is I do think that this is showing us that when Ja returns, that bench unit is going to be, it's going to be much, much better than it has been to start the season. It has been truly dreadful to watch that bench unit so far this season. So that's why the Blazers game was a bit of an encouraging sign for hopes for the future. It's like, okay, we've just got to keep this thing afloat until Ja comes back, and then that bench is going to get some reinforcements just because Ja's going to have to start, so somebody's going to have to slide down.
0: Yes, and I think we've had questions. I think Bismack is going to be on this team all year. I think that's what, hope what needs so. to happen, um, even after well, right 25 now, games yeah. with the
2: hardship. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: And everything else, and we know how all that works. Somebody may – you either do a trade or you cut somebody, you release somebody. We thought maybe Kenneth Lofton would be that guy, but I, I don't know. We had the news today of Jake LaRavia and Vince Williams Jr. going to the Memphis Hustle, and I know Jake LaRavia. They thought highly of him, you know, 19th overall pick. But at the same time, with how bad he's been, I sort of wonder, like Kenneth Lofton Jr. the other night in that win played, what, 10 good minutes? Solid, 10, really 10, good 10 minutes. very yeah. solid minutes, really good on the defensive end. I wonder if those 10 minutes saved his roster spot. It, may, it and, might have. And, and, it may, and it may, they, they may think of you know either Vince or Jake LaRavia. I'd probably lean Jake LaRavia based on performance. Um, if it leaves one of those guys out after 25 games when John returns. Now, obviously different roster moves can happen and you could trade and you could find ways to maneuver around it but one of, somebody's somebody's gone right yeah. like that like in the end of the day somebody's going to be the the victim of it's the, the, it's the, the, harsh, the injuries and the hardship and the issues you've had to deal with when you had to go sign business. The Mike, harsh you know? reality of the NBA is going to come to fruition for one of these younger guys. It's yes. just going to
2: happen, and you don't want it to happen
0: to any And of we them. thought it with Kenneth Lofton Jr. for the longest. I, I, but I thought I, it was. I just with Jake Laravia showing no promise, it's, zero promise. It's just been at some point you.
2: We've got to be honest about it. Like we're all rooting for the kid. We wanted to work out. I just, I don't know if it's there. It's when he's in the games right now.
0: Defensively, he, he gets cooked. It's just not.
2: And that's what's concerning. The, the it's, prob- it's not that he's not. It's One, he's not making shots, which is, if you're not going to be making your threes when you're in there, that's kind of what he's in there for. The defensive side of the basketball, though, it's not that he's just getting cooked. He's completely lost. Yes. Like, when his back is turned to the guy yes. he's supposed to be defending as he's driving past him, we gotta be honest about it, and I do think that there is a fair conversation to have where you could say, "Listen, I know that we invested a lot to go get this kid, but you could sometimes you just gotta cut bait. Sometimes well, you gotta say it th- didn't work out.
0: Things happen, and you have two other wings right this second, and David Roddy and Z that are showing way more promise than that. way
2: more. It's it's they have, and they're just about the same age, so it's like they I, were close in the preseason. It is felt though, even though the, the games haven't been successful for the Grizzlies record wise." I think that, that Roddy and Z have shown far more the, progress the, 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 than I mean, Jake here, has.
0: Here, if we're just going bottom line, being very truthful about Jake Laravia, when he's in the game, those are losing minutes. Well, they're hunting him. They're losing minutes. Yeah. You're not going to win minutes with Jake Laravia in there right now unless That's, something drastic changes. And I, I, I haven't seen the the wherewithal, the ability for him. You know, athletically, he's a little limited. Uh, Shooting the ball, if he's not shooting the ball at a ridiculous clip, you're just going to lose minutes when he's out there. So I I know they invested in him. You you take him in the top 20, you want him to work out, but I – I don't think he's safe by any stretch of the imagination after these these twenty five games. I do not think he's safe.
2: Yeah, because I think that we thought that Lofton may be the odd man out just from position, just from the position yeah. breakdown of things. But after that ten minute stretch, and you know, we've we've it's been very odd because it's hard for us to talk about Kenny Lofton because we've been well, pretty well, realistic well, but, about but him.
0: Kenneth, uh, Kenneth, but Kenny Lofton will at least sometimes you can see some flashes of him trying to be a better rebounder, be a better on ball screener trying to get involved with the offense, defensively, had the really good play the other night against the Blazers where you had a a takeaway and they got out in transition. Like, you see some flashes there. You haven't seen any of that from Jake LaRavia, man. And, like, when I look at plus minuses, I know they don't tell the whole story about a player. But there are you're not necessarily automatically losing minutes when Kenneth Lofton Jr. is in the game. With Jake LaRavia, I can't say the same thing. I think you're automatically losing minutes. Like, you are going to lose – if you have a lead, you're going to lose said lead. If you're down, you're going to be losing by more by the time he comes out of the game. He's he's going to be in the negative. I think the simple fact of it is,
2: Lofton has given productive NBA minutes, and I'm not sure Jake has. Like, no, Jake has he given, hasn't. Like he's given maybe some productive NBA, but when Lofton's in there, he performs usually. There have been moments where like he didn't, he was able, he wasn't able to defend without fouling, and it yes. looks rough. He's had a few of those, but he's also had a few like oh. Yes, Junior yes, that's you. When I when I exactly. see it, I understand why there's an argument to keep Junior and what he could potentially turn into with Jake. And when you have Z and you have Roddy and you have
0: Luke, I don't. What's the reasoning? I don't really I mean, see reasoning. And is,
2: the, and is the reasoning just because we gave up? Yeah, we just gave because it, we
0: picked him in the top twenty. And if yeah. that's your
2: only reason, reasoning is that to still good have enough? A guy is it good enough? When yes. it comes
0: down to a numbers game. Because this is desperate times, desperate measures. If you, you know, if everything was good and you had John Morant, Stephen Adams, and all these different things, maybe it would be a different alternate reality for Jake Laravia, and they'd take their time and still try to develop him. But given all of the things that have spiraled out of control, you got to make tough decis- decisions, and you cannot rationalize keeping a guy who's been absolutely terrible when he's been asked to play any type of role you can't rationalize that by saying oh well we picked him in the top 20 we invested in him." you have other guys that you invested in David Roddy Zaire Williams Luke Kennard who can play that role better and are not losing when they're out there well and especially consistently. with
2: Santi back and now with Bismack on the team it's just like Where's he gonna play?
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know, and that's why he's with the Memphis Hustle right It now. is. It yeah. certainly is. It's. It's just. It, and it's weird because I know a lot of people that listen to the show. Uh, our take has been, you know, Kenneth Lofton Jr. needs to look over his shoulder. I have. I have morphed to Jake Laravia needs to look over his shoulder. Right. I agree. This second. But I know it's, we're it's, only two years in. I get that. Right. But at some point, you have to show some level of promise, and I have not seen it. I just haven't. And And. and and people will do the whole well with the Memphis Hustle you know 23 20 points 20 point performances you know double did it's the Memphis Hustle versus the Memphis Gri- or versus the Memphis Grizzlies like it's just not the same thing you can show promise in the G League and just not be a productive NBA player um I don't think it translates period. the speeds different it's, it's, you're you're not getting difference. picked on by consistent NBA players on the defensive end when you're with the G League and with the Memphis Hustle it's just man I I talk about this with Zach Wilson, right? It's it's strange to me to see a guy who is so highly thought of not show any real promise through his entire career. Like you just don't. There's no real highlights. There's no real high point of. Oh well, he had this good game. I think that's that's exactly it. This good stretch of minutes. This good stretch of minutes. None come to mind. Like with Zach Wilson. Oh, he had a good half. No, (laughs) you don't see that. Jake LaRavia, I don't even know if I've the, seen a good stretch of minutes from him in an NBA be, basketball I'm be game.
2: I'm 100% honest. I think Jake's best game was like his first summer league game that he played with the Grizzlies when he hit a couple threes. And like threes.
0: there was preseason, but that's, it's preseason. I, I, you have to show me in regular season basketball that you can stick in there and deal with other teams hunting you going after you, you have to knock down some threes. I haven't seen any of it, man. I haven't seen none it, of it. And, and they and tried to give him an opportunity. He had an opportunity to show it, been and given, he didn't.
2: He has been given chances to show that he has, and they are looking for any sign of life, any sign of life. And unfortunately, it just hasn't been there. And I do think that, I think that the criticisms of, of Junior coming into the season were fair. He came in overweight. He, you know, he wasn't focused, things like that. But the minutes that he has played this season, he has shown that he is he is willing to grow as a player. He is willing to do the dirty work things that we talked about. You've got to give credit where credit is due. He was such a big part of that quarter. It was starting to get away from the Grizzlies. He came in and he completely flipped that game on its head. You ha- and it, it's I, I just don't know if Jake has the ability to do that. I don't know if he has it. Junior, I think at least, you know, he can give you something offensively. I don't. I can't say the same about Jake, and and I hate to say that, but at some point you've got to cut bait and move on. I don't know if they're to cut bait point yet, but his chances are running out. It, yes, it is, it is coming down to like you've got to show go hoop, right now. go hoop with the hustle go, right dude, you now. You got to go hoop. hoop.
0: You got to go hoop. Yeah. You have to. And like Kenneth Lofton, okay, you can say he came in overweight and you feel bad about that, but at the end of the day, if if someone shows me promise, even if they came in overweight, and another guy did everything right and just isn't. That guy well, isn't good enough also, let's like be just about it. If we're talking to, about the but if he's if he, true it like long term may not matter at all but i'm just saying like if someone is overweight and shows me promise versus someone who did everything right in the off season you know you know the the teacher's pet you know does everything the coaches ask of him but then when you play him he's just not good like just get rid of that guy. Like there's just no reason to continue to go down that road and continue to try to make something happen that may not ever be there. Right. Or it, it, based on what I've seen, it's just not there for him. But I, I could be wrong on that. But I, I have I have completely flipped my my thought process on you know Bismack Biyombo coming in as a free agent. He's gonna play. Um, after twenty five games, you keep him. Who do you get rid of? It was Kenneth Lofton. Now Jake Laravia. I'm, I look look over your shoulder pretty hard, and the, and I think the Grizzlies are kind of signaling that by saying, "Hey, go play with the Memphis Hustle for now. Um, take advantage of every opportunity you can, because they may run out here relatively."
2: Right, soon. and when we say get rid, of – quote unquote, get rid, of, it's I don't think they're gonna like cut him. I think he, I think he's a trade piece. I think he's a trade asset, and that that's how they would move off of Jake would be yeah. through a trade. He's eh. another. I'm, I mean. An, you gotta have a, you gotta well, find a willing trade partner. The reality of his situation is, he got drafted and he needed to be a wing player that was productive for the Grizzlies immediately, and he couldn't do that. If he goes somebody somewhere, somewhere else and he has some time to grow, maybe he turns into something. I'm not saying he's not going to be an NBA player. I just don't think he's going to be an NBA player for the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Yes. Log jam at wing, and he hasn't shown promise. Right. I think it's I think it's pretty simple. We've laid it out. We've laid it out enough. I don't want to feel like I don't want anyone to feel like I'm dumping on Jake Laravia. Although I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of people going after Jake Laravio, but that'll do it for the Blitz. One more segment left in the day. We'll come back with a rewind right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 929 FM. Yes.
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> it's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.